I was constantly in trouble. I still am with that, uh, but in the wrong circles. Uh, extremely joyful. The joy of the Lord was my strength, and I couldn't help but talk about Jesus all the time. This is my wife, Michelle. This is Mercy Aiken. She uh, does a lot of stuff at the Tentmaker website. She uh, manages the, the, uh, the discussion board. This thing is kind of getting me some feedback. I came here to talk today to, um, to do some battle. And that's why you see um, Mercy here. She's um, help me, Lord. I have something very large that I want to share. I feel like I'm pregnant, <laughs> and I can't get it out. <laughs> without two midwives. <laughs> I'm ministering to you. I'm a priest and I'm ministering to you. But there's a higher priesthood. There's a priesthood that ministers to God. And for the message that I feel like I have right now, I need these ladies to be ministering to God while I'm ministering to you. You know, God does battle in strange ways. Running around Jericho once a day and then at the end of the seventh day, seven times, and the walls come tumbling down. There's this old man, Moses, who's in battle. And he has the staff. And he has the staff up. They win, and when the staff goes down, ain't the right time. <laughs> Maybe it is. It's got the staff up, and the music starts to play. I am not the band leader. <laughs> but he has the staff up, and they win, and the staff comes down, and they lose. And uh, Moses plays this smart thing. He puts a her. And an Aaron to both sides. And I have a she and a she is a her here, right? So I've got a her here. And uh, my wife's maiden name, Michelle, what's your last name? Aaron. So I have my her and I have my Aaron here to deliver a word of God to you today. I'm going to be talking about my best friend, Jesus. And by the way, would you please come up here and sit right here? TJ, right here. Where's that other gentleman? Is he gone? The, 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 the guy with the goatee that gave a wonderful mis- message. Uh, he's, he's not here. Okay, I wanted him up front here too. Uh, I wanted their support because they have a 
joy that I want around me here as I deliver this you know, message. Your had their hands on your back. They both had their arms outstretched. It was like angels' wings back there. It's really like to me. Anyway, I'm going to be talking about my best friend Jesus and his father and uh, my greatest helper and comforter. Uh, second, my wife is second. My first is the Holy Spirit. And, and I don't like to talk behind people's back. I've done it, and I'll probably stumble and do it again in the, in the future, but I don't like it. I don't like to talk behind my Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit's back. I like to talk to them face to face. Moses had to talk to God's back, but I want to talk to them face to face. And I want my best friend Jesus to be in our midst when I talk about him. So I'm just calling on you, King Jesus, our Lord, our Father, our Savior, our friend. As I talk, would you please, please walk in your candlestick and walk among your people and touch them. Because I do such a lousy job. I do such a pathetic job as a minister of you. You can touch them right where they are. Would you please, heaven, open and bring forth the angels and come and minister as I open up my big mouth here. Come and do your thing. We invite you here. This is the ecclesia of God. This is the kingdom of God. This is the place where we do business. Heavenly business. And King Jesus, please, walk in our midst right now. Touch each soul. And do your business. I brought a little book that Robert Short wrote. It's called The Gospel According to Dogs. I love dogs. The Bible has a lot to say about dogs. Joshua, when he went into the land of Canaan and conquered it with uh, Caleb. You know what Caleb, his name means? Dog. Jesus and his bet Joshua, you know what Joshua means? Jesus. So Jesus and his best friend took the land of Canaan. My friend uh, Robert Short wrote this new book called The Gospel According to Dogs. It's selling all over the country. Walmart sold five, uh, ordered 5,000 copies of this. And this little booklet, coffee table booklet, teaches universal salvation. Walmart has joined our cause. <laughs> Keep me up, ladies. I don't want to sink here. <laughs> no, I'm going to get this here. Anyway, he, he said something here that two or three days ago just caught me. I really liked it. He quoted a guy named F.R. Maltby. Never heard of him. And he says, Jesus promised his disciples three things. That they would be completely fearless. Now, strike touchstone yourself with this. 
that they would be completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. Now I want to prophesy to you. You are completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. Even if you don't walk it today. You are completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. And if you don't behave like that today, you will. Peter and his gang, they preached this friend of mine, Jesus. And the religious leaders in town said, we don't want you talking about this Jesus. You're making trouble for us. And they whipped him and said, stop preaching Jesus. And what did Peter do? Walked out of the door. Thank God that he was found worthy of suffering for the name of Jesus. Went to the Sanhedrin, the temple where there were guards that would uh, spear you if you went beyond a certain place if you were a Gentile. And there were the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the lawyers and the scribes were there. And Peter just got a beating. And what did Peter do? He preached Jesus. Totally, completely fearless, and as a result, in constant trouble. Now, do you think by moving out of that Peter phase into something else 2,000 years from now, do you think somehow we have become or can become more mature to graduate to something beyond Completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. Do you think you can improve on that? Or do you think in the 21st century we should improve on that? I like this character. Completely fearless, absurdly happy, and in constant trouble. And when I got saved on Valentine's Day 22 years ago, that was me. I could have written the 29th chapter of Acts and it would have read just like the other 28. I was constantly in trouble. I still am with that, uh, but in the wrong circles. Uh, extremely joyful. The joy of the Lord was my strength and I couldn't help but talk about Jesus all the time. I didn't know how to talk about anything else. And the Jesus that I preached, the day that I got saved was the salvation of all Jesus. 
the one who was going to save all mankind. And it was easy to preach that Jesus. And it was easy for people to receive that Jesus and come to church and hear more about that Jesus. But when the people in the churches that I was a part of, the leadership uh, found out that the Jesus that I was preaching was the Savior of all Jesus, um, I got into constant trouble. In the traditional church, 98% of the people have never shared their faith in Christ. 98% of those who believe that most of mankind is going to be eternally tormented have never shared their love for Jesus Christ. 98%. I've been in this message of universal salvation for a long time. And I know a lot of people in this message. And you know what? The statistics for how many in this message share their faith in Jesus is not very good. And you know what? I get a lot of telephone calls. Brother Cheer, Gary, I'm so lonely. I'm in this message and I can't go to church no more and there's nobody to talk to. So lonely. I bet these people are among the 98% that have a joy that should be unspeakable and something has happened to them, it's plugged them up. The joy is gone. The boldness is gone. And they don't get into trouble anymore. 